She's sick of me, crying on the phone, telling how Hello world, I'm Shawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, Black Hipster, Hipster, where we talk about Black pop culture, gay pop culture, and sometimes other, other shit. shit. Um, so we came in with Aaliyah. Damn, Stanley, do you remember that song? Which well, song? it actually was Missy. The song is Missy. Featuring Aaliyah, uh, Best Friends. Yeah. I used to love that song so much. No, um, it's a great song. Oh my God. It was I just, from Missy's album. Yes. The I think Real her World? second album. Yes. Yeah. I was rediscovering a bunch of Missy music because I was putting together a playlist for something. <laughs> and I was like, Rap Divas. And I was like, Missy has to be on this. Missy's contribution to rap is significant. Oh, we definitely. cannot have yeah, her on this. Yeah, she was like the first female to go platinum. Missy no. was so dope. I think at one point she was the highest selling female rap artist. But Missy was so dope and she was like, she didn't have the look. Oh no, She no. was not. That was Little Kim, Foxy Brown era. And then here comes Missy, all short, kind of chubby with the short hair. Like, yeah. yeah. She wasn't she, overtly she sexy. Nope. She, yeah. And she did talk about sex. She, she did. did yeah. But not in the way that the they other did. female rappers did a lot. So it was very interesting. Yeah, she was innovative. Her videos, you always looked out. We're excited to watch it. Oh, for sure. Video. She was creative. She was yeah, very, creative. very creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Aaliyah, it's weird because, you know, I've always been a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my girl. Um, but then I started noticing how popular she's been lately. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, obviously, I want her to be popular. But it always felt a little bit like after her death, um, that she was so much more revered mm-hmm. and it happened so much. And it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. She never won an award for her music until after she passed. And it pissed me off at the time. And like mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, give her awards and stuff. But even like the Mac collection, which they recently did, what was that? Um, this summer, I think. Just this, this past, past summer, summer. with mm-hmm. Mac that they did that Aaliyah collection. And I know it was like part of a much bigger thing, right? With all these celebrities. Yeah, I think what, uh, it seems like um, someone um, sort of petitioned it, came up with it on Change.org. And it um, sort of gained momentum and Mm -hmm. got to sort of Missy Elliott, her brother, her makeup artist, and other people who knew her personally. Mm -hmm. And they supported it. And then Mac became aware of it. And they found out Aaliyah was a fan of Mac. And, they had done a collaboration with Selena, mm-hmm. um, what was it, 2016, 16, yeah. and that was quite successful. And they also done stuff with like Mar- Marilyn Monroe, so I think they just made sense. I think Selena and Aaliyah kind of have not similar... Um, yeah, I was going to say, they are very far from Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about the two of them. Oh, to each other. To each other. I mean, I think well, they both... Um, Selena was really big in Mexico she at the time. She was on the come up. And she was on the US. come up in America yeah. at the time that she passed away. But was Aaliyah on an ascent when she... Yes. I felt like she was... I mean, yes, she was on an ascent, but I feel like she was also, like, top of her shit at that I time. Think, I think she was... I think what she was doing, she was starting to break into the mainstream where it became... So less R&B. Less, not, not less R&B, but I think Aaliyah, she did the movie. She had done those two movies. Right. She was going to be in the Matrix movie. So people, I think, were thinking, okay, with her star... She was going to Matrix. She was going to play... That was so yeah. her lane. Like. I think that she was starting to do new things and breaking into movies and 
she actually did wasn't a bad actress from you know the two movies. She didn't seem to be she seemed to be much further along than a lot of people who start off make the transition from singing to yeah. acting. Yeah, yeah. She was like one of the first, I think, to do that. She was also one of the first like kids, like young, super young people to just get put on. I mean, that whole R. Kelly thing is you know, yeah, it'll always remain in question, and obviously the two of them are the only ones that really know mm-hmm. and he ain't talking obviously yeah he which he shouldn't say yeah so um it's weird but thank god i think at that point though when she did pass she was i mean she was a lot older her style had changed mm-hmm. a lot because she went from that aging number kind of like r kelly with the bandanas and the jeeps to like missy timberland mm-hmm. and then she was even evolving from that sound to like what she did with that Aaliyah album. Mm-hmm. I still think One in a Million was like her best album. Yeah, and that was her second album. And I think that yeah. did her better than album, the first album. I think was yeah. her best album When ever. she first partnered with yeah. Missy and Timberland. Yeah, and then by the time she had done Aaliyah, I think she was like dating Damon Dash or something like yeah, that. They, so yeah, they had been together. Yeah. It's like, how does that happen? It's weird. It's like when you see celebrities yeah. and then you're like, how the hell did they get together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who's your celebrity like person that you're just like if i were a celebrity i would date this person because a i think they're hot but also it'd be really good for my celebrity status oh i don't know because i've always had like the same celebrity crushes for a while for a long time the ones that everybody else has though no i think i was definitely on well, maybe Orlando Bloom, probably for a while. I think people <laughs> yeah. on him for yeah, a while. Orlando Bloom. But Ryan Gosling, I yes. was on Ryan Gosling way oh, before. Oh, you were you hot. were you thought Ryan Gosling was hot before everybody yeah, else did. Well well not well, I, I knew of Ryan <laughs> Gosling before he became big. So I think of course then as many he didn't have as many eyes on him. So I'm pretty sure maybe other people would have thought he was hot. It's just He's not they in the mainstream. They didn't know. Well, now him. everybody thinks. Yeah, and it doesn't mean I, it thing. just happened. I just happened to catch him before he. Blew Is he up. still like your celebrity crush? Uh, I still think he's adorable. I don't really think I have a celebrity crush now. I've always loved Boris Kojo. Yes, you have. I've, I've that has loved... been a, a staple for you. Yeah, you I, I Boris Kojo have always attracted. Well, him. everyone thinks Boris. Kojo. Yeah. Boris Kojo is objectively probably like the one of the best looking men in the world. He's a like he guy. is just. Yes. man. And I don't say that a lot. You like, don't say ob- like objectively mm-hmm. the best looking this or the best that. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, really? It can't be objective when you're talking about looks. But no, I would go ahead and say Forrest Kojo. Yeah. He's you, a good looking man. You, you took that one, bro. Yeah. You got yeah. that one. He's a good looking guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, but he's, I don't know. Who's your, your, who is your celebrity? And I can name a few, but I want you to name. I can name a few. Who's a few you well, named for me? Who, who's guy? What guy do you think? I mean, things change, and I can't remember their names <laughs> off the top of my head. It's funny. Well, there's a difference between like, oh, I think that person's hot, and oh, I would like date them, and it'd be a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like me and Zach Efron would probably have. Like, oh, he's adorable. Yeah, I'd spark a little something to get a rumor going, and then the rumor would be true. Yeah. But, you know, we would just, like, make it our own little thing. Mm-hmm. And then I think Trevor Noah and I would probably he's like, also have a, he has a the great time together. He's tall. And he's, mm-hmm. he's tall and he's very good looking. Um, and, then we, and then we go to South Africa a lot because mm-hmm. we both love that place. It's um, a wonderful place. I've never been there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I think I'd probably just, like, land on Michael B. Jordan because he'd be, like, solid. You know? Oh, you did. Solid. In like, ways that yeah, like, body. <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen the previews for Creed? He's humongous. Yeah, he does. The neck. Yes. It's all in the neck. His neck You're is like... huge. But then Homeboy, 
is humongous. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I'm like, Michael B. Jordan's big. So how big is this dude? Well, there's the fight. Yeah. Oh, I, you got to see the preview. It's, it's, this guy's humongous. It's crazy. I'm like, where did they you, find this man? Are you not seeing Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just to say I don't like Bosch movies. Did you I see? Yeah, eat. I don't either. Did you see the the first Creed? Mm-mm. No, it's too, it's too violent for me. So I just <laughs> right. No, Michael B. Jordan, you're so beautiful. We don't want you, we don't want to see you getting your face all beat up. Mm-mm. No, no we, we want, want to see you taking your shirt off for yeah. sure. I'd rather just see like you running around with a gun and shooting. People. No, that's, that's, that's terrible. That's oh, that's much more American. Well, <laughs> I, also, you just taking your shirt off too. Um, we yeah, would love to see just, a lot of that. I know this problem in every series right that now, you're on. Your doctor shirt off, shirt off. Well, that that's very American as well. Very American. Yeah. Yeah, no, speaking of, I do want to talk a little bit. I've been watching, again, a lot of TV, mm-hmm. um, a lot of movies. I was watching this documentary about Tinder, mm-hmm. and we were just kind of talking about how dating has changed so dramatically, right? Mm-hmm. It's become this thing where, A, everyone wants to find love, and that's what's kind of at the core of it, but then the way that we date does not lead you to love. <laughs> like it is mm-hmm. not that's not the end result for mm-hmm. most people and it these apps and things kind of end up turning into just hookup sites and stuff like that. Um a couple of weeks ago, I was actually in a cafe in Fort Greene and I was working and I'm minding my business. I'm at like the communal laptop table. Mm-hmm. And this kid comes in and he just like passes me a note. And oh, I just I like not know about this. No, okay. I, I don't think we spoke about this. So I just look up at him and I'm like, okay. He just kind of like nods at me. He leaves. And I open the note, but I look at the lady across from me. She's burst out laughing. She is just like laughing hysterically. And I read the note and it's just like, oh, you. I see you're really busy and I'm also at work, but you seem lovely. I'd love to sketch you. And it has his Instagram. Oh, okay, okay. But this is the weirdest thing about it, though. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bruh, I've seen you a million times. I'm like, you work next door at a place that my friends and I go to brunch, like, every other weekend. Oh, I think I know what and you're I'm talking like, about. Yeah, and I'm like, I feel like we kind of know each other, do we not? Well, like, have you guys ever <laughs> exchanged words? He's certainly helped our table. Like, he's is made he it on our table. He's like a young kid. He no, looks like he's straight? like nineteen twenty. I think so. Okay. okay. Yeah. But like I'm just like you could have just came up and like, hey. Maybe he didn't recognize me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe he just didn't realize that I've seen him a million times before. We've seen each other a million times before. Mm-hmm. Like we took my mom there for Mother's Day and he was our waiter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he was our server. So I'm just like, dude. Don't I kind of know you? You legit could have just come up to me and been like, hey, how's it going? And then been like, can I sketch you? Mm-hmm. And then I probably been like, yes or maybe no. I don't know. But it was just kind of a weird interaction. That's very weird. That well, it was did just you like, look him okay. up? I did. And I followed him because I wanted to see, like, you know, he sketches. And he sketches people in their great sketches. Do you think you'll get sketched? Sure. Because it can be a piece of art you can hang out Yeah, there. that's what I'm like, sure. There wasn't anything, I don't think, like, sexual or weird in the Mood request. sketching? Is that an option? <laughs> I, listen, I don't know. I've I done know, that I, before. Yeah, like, I didn't want to say this. Yeah, <laughs> no, so. listen, I did that in college. It was good money. Yeah. Those life drawing classes, mm-hmm. they paid, like, 40 bucks an hour. Do you know what that's okay. like for a college kid? For, even now. That's pretty Like, what the average person make $40 an hour? No. Yeah. No, it was good money. And they, they warmed the stage, too. 
Where are your sketches, the nude sketches? Do you still have them? Uh, I think I do. I think they're like an anonymous or something. Okay. You should hang them up in the entrance of your apartment. I gotta be honest with you. It's, it's, um, it's a different way of seeing yourself because you see, you know, you look in the mirror, you see yourself, whatever. But have you ever like kind of put that vision or that view, that perspective in someone else's hands to see the way they see you? That's what it's like. It's actually kind of beautiful. I recommend that everybody pose for a life drawing class. Or like have someone paint you in the nude. Yeah, because artists, I think, see different things and they see a certain beauty in things that we might not like about ourselves. I think that's not, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And it's going to be very empowering as well. Right. But also, too, this was like a class full of people. It must have been maybe 10 or 12 people in the class. Mm-hmm. And a couple of people gave me their sketches, like different sketches. They, it, it was a, it was maybe like seven poses. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously they had a, a, quite a few sketches from out of that. And a couple people gave me different ones. So it was interesting to see different people's perspective of the same thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah. a great experience. It was. It I was. I didn't even know about this at school. And it's oh you know it was a, a mutual friend of ours who told me who would be okay. who of course would know about these kinds of things mm-hmm. who's like somewhat narcissistic but also like into like just like anything that seemed slightly erotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she told me about this and I was just all forty dollars an hour because mm-hmm. <laughs> remember I like three jobs so mm-hmm. I was always interested in making money. Okay. I'm joking <laughs> that I should do something like. No, honestly, I think I think that it's it's more empowering than it is embarrassing. And you get over the the whole standing oh, yeah. naked in a room full of people very quickly. Um they warm the stage for you so you're not cold. Sweet and, and when they need you to do longer poses, they'll tell you to do ones where you're sitting or lying down mm-hmm. because then you can hold those longer. Also sweet. Do they play music? They did not play any music, but I guess every nude sketch class or every life drawing class is not music. the same so yeah. mm-hmm. maybe you can request yeah, music a little Nita Baker you're so yeah. ridiculous I can't um, no but so back to this like whole like show we kind of always digress the dating thing um, I had another incident where I was in Starbucks mm-hmm. and <laughs> I was with an old colleague and I was looking at her but I could see just past her this guy was looking and he was kind of trying to figure out what we were doing and whatever so on our way out he runs over he's on his phone the whole time right he Mm -hmm. looked like he was on a call maybe it was important I don't know but he runs over to stop me from leaving too quickly and he goes to like hand me his card so I'm looking he's still on the phone and I'm looking and I'm like what so I was like are you trying to hire me for a job or something Mm -hmm. and he goes he puts his hand over the phone and moves it away. He's like, no, I'm trying to get to know you. And oh, no. I just start laughing like hysterically. That? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just start laughing hysterically. And I'm like, bruh, so you're trying to do two, I guess, seemingly important things at the same time, and that doesn't work. Like, you're either going to need to put the, the phone down, like, end the call, and then just actually show me that engaged. you're interested. Yes, right. fully engaged. Right. And then, like, why don't you ask me for my phone number, not just hand me your business card? How old do you think he was? <laughs> was this, like, an age thing? He's, like, it late 20s. Out. I would so say he was late 20s. Okay, he was so old enough to know better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, or you're on an important business call, and you should take that call. 
and maybe you got to let this one go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see a pretty girl, you're interested, but you're on a business call, so be present on your business call. Okay, or wow. whatever it was he was doing. But it was just like, and then he, the way he's like handing it to me, like nudging like oh, me. To, no, and crazy. I was, yeah, I was just like, and that's why I think I started laughing hysterically. And I threw it out, like on our way out. But was it was he just cute, like, though? He was cute. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he actually he was. He was cute, actually. But still, I was like, no, no, we're not going to do this. I agree, like, I agree. No. Smart move. Yeah. I mean, honestly, one of our friends was telling me some guy just asked her for her Instagram. He was like interested oh, and he was like, what's your Instagram? Someone asked me the other day and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not on Instagram. And he was like, what? You're not on Instagram. I was like, nah, I'm not really into the social media thing. Sorry. He was like, oh, but those sneakers you're wearing, they're so fly. They need to be documented. I'm like, I guess I'll take a picture later. <laughs> but well, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Like being on it? Because I've talked to like some of the young you have interns or mm-hmm. younger people, and they talked about, oh, I met this guy, and then we exchanged Instagram accounts. Like, we took each other. And then some of my friends who are our age and in their 30s, and they talked about they meet people, and they're like, yeah, I met this guy last night, gay guys. I met this guy. I mean, gay guys do a lot of things that are just very different. Very I think different. a lot of people. Okay. And it's like, yeah, we exchanged each other's <laughs> Instagram, we followed each other. And I'm like, why? Why it's, are you? I guess people feel like even if you meet someone in passing, you get to know a little bit more about them via Instagram. But I'm like, not really, because you project who you want to be on Instagram. Right, right. It's a very different person sometimes. Mm -hmm. But this is my question. Are they exchanging Instagram and also exchanging phone numbers and personal information to be in touch in any other way? I would would hope so, yeah. But I'm pretty sure there are people who sort of, who meet with each other and they feel like Instagram is a less, um, what is the word, less aggressive a way of like, Maybe instead of just changing numbers, they're like, oh, what's your Instagram? I'll follow you. And then they follow each other. And then the, the liking starts and the comment starts. And then they feel like that's the way they can slide in someone's the right. DM messages start. And then things can go to someone's That's what's problematic for me. I yeah, feel I like it's, it's no commandment. It, yeah. Right. And then my thing is, if you have me right here in person, why would you build a bunch of like layers of separation between us? Right. Because that's what social media is. Right. Mm-hmm. It's great when you live in South Africa. And I live in New York, and that's a great way that we can see what we're doing, and we can follow each other, right? So I know what's happening on your front, you know what's happening on my front. It it blurs those global lines, right? It makes the world smaller. But then when you live in Brooklyn, and I live in Brooklyn, and Mm -hmm. we're at a party at the same time, and we're looking in each other's face, and Mm -hmm. you're like, hmm yep interested and i'm like interested why the hell would we then go so let's now correspond via the most distant possible way we can like let's let's actually socialize in the least social way because we have the other means to see and talk to each other that's crazy to me that is crazy i wonder if it's a little (laughs) bit of the fear of talking to someone and putting yourself out there as well that interaction oh i could imagine and then i think i don't know if we mentioned this but also you know, we're so bum- so bum- used to being bombarded with a lot of information, and I think it's kind of like the com- not committing to that right away, but you're t- you can just sort of like, I'm going to lock this in and file it for later. You know, like, hey, well, I met this girl or this guy at this yeah. party, and maybe I'm in the middle of doing two, uh, 220 different things. I just don't want to focus on this now. And also options, having things that are more available to you. Let me put this as an option. Check her as an option. Tab someone else as an option, and then I can go when I have some free time to just scroll through and DM her and just chat with her later on. I feel like that's what a lot of people do. It's it's 
not really being present in the moment. Always. It's not being present and, anywhere at, anymore yeah. at this point. But in dating, especially, it's mm-hmm. that is that it has been like the the least amount of presentness one can have, and that's where things like Tinder become problematic, right? You know, these apps where it's just like you are met with so many options mm-hmm. that it forces you to not make a choice. Yeah. And because you have too many choices. Yeah. And when you're on the date, you're thinking, even I want to swipe. I want to swipe. <laughs> like, people say that. I mean, I I mean, I haven't dated in at yeah. least two years. So, right. and, you, and you and Josh met on, on Tinder. On yeah. Tinder. Well, and me and Al met yeah. on Tinder. But it's funny because, you know, it's been three years for us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it has changed Tinder. dramatically. Yes. Okay. It has changed a lot since we met. Um, I think there were a lot of shitty people on it then, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and there are a lot of shitty people on it now, but I think the intent was different because when we met, it was still very new. So I think that there was that hope of like, you'll meet somebody if you're really interested in meeting somebody. Whereas now I think if you are really interested in meeting somebody, you have to weed through so many more people who are not before you'll meet someone who has the same intent as you. Whereas with us, I think there were just more people with the intent, who people who had the intention of actually meeting someone and it being a real thing. Mm-hmm. There were more of them on it than, than not. But and the, now it's the other way around. The article that you read, did it speak to some of that? Like, did No, this it... was a documentary. Oh, a documentary. Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. And it's funny because it ends with... So this couple met on Tinder and they were like so in love. They were so happy. Mm-hmm. They loved it. It was great. It was amazing. And then by the end of the documentary, they have broken up. And the guy uh-huh. seems very upset. And he's just like, Tinder's the worst. Like, don't well, get on Tinder. Well, how long were they dating? You know? <laughs> uh, I think a couple of months. Okay. That's I think a it was like a couple of months. Um, but yeah, the conclusion at the end is just like, it's just like nothing good comes from Tinder. Up, and they, that's how it ends. Was it they just profiled <laughs> one couple? No, I mean, obviously there were several people, mm-hmm. um, but it was just such a strong and powerful message that by the end of the documentary, it was like the one couple that we met that it seemed to be successful for and who seemed to be really happy. By the time the documentary was over, they were like, this is the worst <laughs> <laughs> well, well, obviously, we're here as people who are still with the people that they hey, met on Tinder. Hey, look, brother, you got to get down that aisle before well, we say even this if, is a Even if I think the relationship, <laughs> say the relationship dissolves and it's in a amicable, like we mm-hmm. both are just like, oh, we just made it's cool. So I yeah. still would be like, okay, well, you, that was Twitter. I have another close friend who met her boyfriend, not on Twitter, but Tinder, I'm, Tinder, I'm sorry. Well, people actually reach people on Twitter, Which too. I think is also bizarre, because yeah. if you only get 140 characters of me at a time, what kind of picture well, have I guess you made? <laughs> then it's just the direct messages. You can direct people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can DM people. Yeah. But, I mean, you meant I have another, and we're a little bit, I think, on the cusp of sort of, so like the dating, the, the social We are on the cusp apps. of the everything. Well, yeah, exactly. We are young enough to be a part of like this influencer culture mm-hmm. and still know how to navigate all of this. Like we're on Snapchat, mm-hmm. we're on Instagram, we're on all that. It's not difficult for us to figure yeah. technology mm-hmm. out. But we're also old enough that we didn't have cell phones in high school. Exactly. No one had a cell phone in high school. You had like middle, a phone yeah. book that had t- letter tabs and you put 
people's names in it under the letter tab. Yeah. So Stanley would have been under S. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know what dial tone sound like in cataloging <laughs> dial the, tone. the library. Yes, or, remember the, oh my God, or go into the library to research a paper, like using an encyclopedia to research a paper. I had an intern and he's probably around like 23, 24 now. We had an intern, sorry. At Anjabi, he is just like, we said, can you need to, he needed to write a letter. And he was just like, well, I don't know how to write a letter. I don't know where to put the address of where it should go and my address. And we were dumbfounded. We were like, what do you mean? He does, there's oh, no yeah, need no. for him to We had someone who, yeah, we were sending thank you notes to members and she didn't know where the stamp went. Mm-hmm. We had to explain this. And she was like 25. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the world's changing. <laughs> like, it doesn't mean it's bad or good. Things are just changing. But I think what she, Shaw was saying, our generation, we've seen a lot of things. We've grown up. We've seen that our technology has just boomed and, and all, and that's just it's it's wonderful that we've had the opportunity to see that. But I've won, and you know, all of my friends who have met because pe- people are still people are very much against. I think meeting someone on social media. We have some friends our age who are, don't want to do that. But then you know, I have another. Ooh, I well, feel like everybody we know are like all about it. They are lit on this thing. They're just like yeah. But we have, I mean, we have one or two friends who are just like, I, I don't feel like it's natural to not to meet on social media. And I'm like... Okay, but the, the friends that we have that say that don't meet anybody anywhere. So those <laughs> different types of issues. Well, yes, yes. Because the two of us have... Because we're like, oh, do you know something the rest of us don't know? Yeah. Tell me, because I'll tell everybody exactly. else. Exactly. Is it still popping at Whole Foods and Starbucks yeah. and the these other places to meet people? Yeah. We have a friend, I have a friend who met her husband on Match.com and she was very much against those apps and she just happened to take a chance and they are married with two children now there you go right and my thing is it's not i think it's not i'm not against it obviously Mm -hmm. i've done it where i met my baby mama Mm -hmm. um yeah al Mm -hmm. (laughs) my partner (laughs) no but um i just think that that now we're in an era where that's almost only like that is exclusively where people are meeting mm-hmm. their significant others and those places can be very problematic for people who want real long lasting relationships and i think everybody to some degree wants a real like long lasting relationship they don't necessarily know how to approach getting that but we society is now we're bombarded with messages of you know we need to be loved and we want real love and like mm-hmm. soulmates and what all of that means. Right. And then here comes your e-harmony. You want to find a soulmate, mm-hmm. get on e-harmony. Right. But you want to find a real true long lasting relationship, get on match.com. Mm-hmm. And these things cost money. <laughs> right. They cost a lot of money, especially if you're investing a lot of time and then yeah. people feel like, Oh, if, it's a free one, then I'm not going to find anybody who's worth anything because exactly. who else would be on a free dating app and yeah. all this other stuff. So they're, they're spending this money and they're spending this time. Like I listened to Nicole Byers podcast, podcast mm-hmm. uh, Why Won't You Date Me, which I love. Shout out to Nicole Byer. Mm-hmm. You are freaking crazy and yes. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I emailed you and she responded. Oh, she did? <laughs> she responded with just like a happy face with the hearts. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> um, and she's on like everything. She is on everything. She's like, I'm on Bubble, I'm on Hinge, I'm on Raya, I'm on Tinder, I'm on Plenty of Fish, like all these then things. What, then what do you think? Is it just like a numbers game? And she's game meeting or? no one. No, it is what not a numbers she- game. She is not meeting suitable guys. Like, no, it is not a numbers yeah, game. Yeah, I think for some, <laughs> but I feel, and I could be wrong, I don't have any statistics or anything to support what I'm saying, but I do feel like 
sometimes it's about timing. It's about you need to reevaluate what you're giving off and what you're, how you are. I mean, it can be, or sometimes it's just not, that's not where you're going to meet someone. You know, I, I think it just depends on the person and the situation, you know, because it does work for some people and people will say, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But I think what, because most of the sort of feedback that I get from people who are very much against it, they don't feel like it's natural and they feel like, you know, how do I really know this is the person? Yeah. It's a new natural. This is the world we now live in. So it is natural now to meet people on apps and online because that's what we now do. And I live our lives on our phone. Exactly. And I think you, I think you have another, just the same as if, you know, Shawa was to say, Hey, I have this great guy, which she has done before. She has, Shawa has um, this great guy that she liked to hook me up with. And um, she'll introduce me to him. We'll go out on a date. I will then find out whether or not he's suitable. I'll learn things about him. And then I say, you know what? This doesn't work. Or maybe we should continue to see each other. You meet someone online. You have that safety of being in the comfort of wherever, your own home, talking to them. And then you decide, hey, let's meet in person. You still then decide for yourself if that person is a good match for you. So it's, it's, it's just the sort of, what do you call it? Your, a friend isn't introducing you to them, but you're also right. Just, it's your friend Tinder. Yeah, your friend Tinder, <laughs> and it's nothing right. But the difference too, though, is like Tinder hasn't vetted this person the way that your friend would vet that. Person. That's true. Like your friend would know better, like certain things that are just they're just non-starters for you. But also too, I think you know my my not issue with it. I guess my trepidation with it, or the thing that bugs me about all of it is that we have now lost this this kind of desire to have human contact mm-hmm. when we can, right? The whole purpose of opening up this dialogue across, you know, the world, right? Or making these apps and all this technology so that we can touch more people. Mm-hmm. And it's done the opposite, where it's like, well, when we have people right in front of us, we'd rather go back to our screens because there's a level of anonymity, Right behind my computer or behind my phone Mm -hmm. there's a level of yeah there are layers now between us so i can be whoever on my computer on my phone and i don't have to answer for the way that i present myself if i decide not to Mm -hmm. you decide i'm crazy i'm a freak then you know you run away or you block me or vice versa or you know or i present one thing on this app and mm-hmm. that I don't actually have to be and I can use that as a form of entertainment if I so choose yeah so it yeah it's 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 really interesting and it's just like if you see me sitting in a cafe and you're interested don't come over and slide me a note with your Instagram handle yeah, why don't odd. you just come over and ask me my name mm-hmm. have a face to face have a real conversation with me I'm a real girl. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm actually sitting here yeah. in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you want the screen version of me? Why do you want the, the, I guess, Photoshopped photo version of me? Yeah. Which by the way, I do not Photoshop my photos. I don't got the time for that. Mm-hmm. That's probably why I don't have that many followers now. <laughs> yeah. We are <laughs> I not the time, I don't have the time yes. for that. No, no. So it's, it's just really bizarre. It's one of those things where it's just like, where is this going? What direction is this going? Because we've seen it's just it's increasing, right? It's just mm-hmm. changing now. Like even shopping, right, is becoming this AI experience. Yeah, everything and technology is amazing. Technology is tailors great. things. Yeah. Hey, we couldn't be doing this podcast without it, right? That's Everybody's true. got a podcast now, mm-hmm. right? Very true. Yeah, and the whole purpose, right, is that you have these conversations with people, you have these conversations with your friends, and you say. 
hey, I would love to open up this conversation to other people's ears and maybe have them chime in. Um, so it's amazing. But at the same time, yeah, I, I also hope that we will continue to have these conversations just not while someone's recording as well. Yeah, because yeah. that's, that's human and that's normal. Anyway, Stanley, we do have to wrap up. All right. Yeah, it's about that time. We do like chatting. Yeah. Um, would you like to uh, plug anything? No, just like to give everyone the Instagram handle again, Stadrick W S T A N D R I C K W. That's where you can find me. I always want to say at something after that. But... It's just at Standrick W. Oh, at Standrick W. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. But yeah. now I got it. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram as well at Always Fashion Week. And like I plug every episode, you can also check out my book, The Joburg Juggle. I read it twice. Mm-hmm. The Joburg Juggle. It is available on Amazon in um you can purchase the book or you can do an ebook via Kindle. Mm-hmm. And let me see. Oh, so we were talking about Leah at the top of the episode. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna go ahead and um just like end out with that song. It is Missy Elliott featuring Aaliyah. It's called Best Friends. We're gonna end out um there. And um we have some research we have to do for the next episode because we still did not get to the bottom of the uh kill two birds with one stone. So Stanley. You better bring it for the next one. We're going to get it. We're going to get it for you guys. All right. In the meantime, bye-bye. Bye. Don't tell her nothing about me and you because she ain't showing me no sympathy. My best friend say if she was me, she'd have let you go long, long time ago. My best friend say. My best friend say.